Hey guys, welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. My name is Muiwa. My name is Oluwani Fem. And I'm Emmanuel. How are we doing, guys? This is the second edition that we'll be recording remotely. We're all in different places in Lagos yep. because Lagos is on a lockdown now. Last week when we um, recorded the podcast, that was our first podcast from um, remote. There was no official lockdown at the moment, but we were already working from home. Yeah. Tech Point, the whole entire Tech Point team. But now, uh, for two weeks, the entire cities of Lagos, Abuja, and starting today, Ogun State in Nigeria are on lockdown. Guys, how have you been coping? Uh, <laughs> it's been crazy. Wow, well, it's not been, <laughs> it's it's not been funny. Aside <laughs> life and psychological issues, everything is supposed mm. to be working well, but psychologically, I'm trying to adapt yeah. to working from home fully. I, I, for me, for me, working from home is working home. Being home is like my default mood, right? But then, when you have to like coordinate with different people to get work done, yeah, it can get. I mean, we've been doing a lot of uh, meetings online with uh, Google Hangouts, Google Meets, Zoom. But it's, yeah, it's nothing like the physical, honestly. Yeah, for me, uh, the network for my part has been very, very terrible. I have a bone to pick. I have two network that I've regarded as fast but this time around they've just been disappointing me I don't know I don't know what to do yeah I can imagine that's one thing they are, they are all over, overloaded I was even having issues with my bank too yeah and it has not been resolved till, it has not been resolved till now so <laughs> without money in my account and then so when you look at it it's like now I wonder whether they're having issues with their customer care maybe they had to lay off staff I mean just last week very money they had to lay off like 300 staff mm. 300 plus staff wow Although they yeah. blamed it on they blamed it on technology that they've adopted some new technology, they are building mobile apps and all over to, to deliver the loans that they that they dispose to customers. But I mean, it's too much of a coincidence yeah. that he was doing the whole, you know. And then um, Eroko also the streaming platform yeah. also had to lay off staff in Nigeria. I know I know that I'm, I don't think they laid off staff in other parts where they are. I'm not sure. Oh, I think they did globally. Yeah, but about hundred staff. Wow. So it's 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 been it's been it's been crazy like for many businesses, not just for individuals. And it's really, I mean, that's why we had to do the um, we had the webinar on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. that was Wednesday, yeah. two days ago. Uh, about how to keep your business afloat. A few webinar. We had some entrepreneurs share their own experience and all of that. I think Nifemi did a Nifemi attended our webinar and did a summary on that. Can you give us a bit of Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Um, founders went ahead to. Okay. Let me mention that um, founder like Uwaka. Vivian Uwaka, right? Van okay. Uwaka of Medsta. Kola Rangers platform and Akin Jones of Ayla Credit. Okay. They were. Ayla um, Credit. Yeah. Yes. They were part of the conversation, and they mentioned how they've been coping with. Um, having their workers, employees work remotely. Most of them, mm-hmm. including, yes, including um, Adewale Yusuf of TechPoint. So they all shared their experiences of how they've always um, adopted remote work and how the transition has been easy. But we can't say that it's the same with mm-hmm. other so-called IT companies or digital platforms. But aside mm-hmm. um, adopting remote work 
Uwaka um, mentioned um, how foresight is important. Hmm. And, and when, when, you, when you're starting your business, sometimes you don't anticipate situations like this, like a global pandemic. But when you have a foresight and you have a stable business model that is able to stand when there's an economic crisis or when there is a pandemic like this, it comes a long way in helping you. And that is what um, the founders say has, has helped them stay afloat during this period. Aside that, a, a business a business consultant mentioned how, despite the fact that their model might be faulty, they can still go back and revisit the model so that they can find ways to make to to make their business stay afloat you can also take extreme measures like um laying off that that is downsizing um slashing employees salary and asking them to go on unpaid leave those are the kind of things that are supposed to do but i know even mentioned that as long as you know you're not making profit now cut down on expenses cut down on any projects you are doing until yeah. you are able to get back on your feet, it is not necessary. It's not if it's not necessary now, then you wait later. And lastly, they mentioned that um, Colaino particularly mentioned that investors will still keep looking out for um, for startups to invest in, and if that is evidence in the recent funding or uh, incubation that Ventures Platform did for like seven startups. Um, that are that have ideas that can help fight coronavirus in Nigeria. So all these uh, are, are signs that yes, this two this this situation we are, it is not nice, but still there are ways that businesses can go through it. So it's not all bad news, as we've always said. It's not all bad news. We can work this out, and okay. we are hoping that startups will also scale through it. So one thing about foresight is that you you never sometimes you don't have foresight until in hindsight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the foresight point may not be that, but I mean, like I get what um, and what is trying to say, and I think what should not do also the one that mentioned the fact that um, there's no harm in um, even if the, even if a startup has to shut down like or temporarily, yeah. like what they call cockroach mode, mm-hmm. then when things get better, you can like start all over again. There's no harm in saying, oh, okay, I need to cool down for now or I need to shut down things for now and all of that yeah, and maybe revisit the business model and whatnot. Recover. Yeah, not anyway, I mean, the, put the link to the article in the episode notes so that people can read more about all of that and, and learn all of that. I mean, but then there's the one thing that I find that is interesting there is a lot of, the comp- a lot of companies that are depending on technology are still somewhat able to survive during this period. Like you yeah. said, um, Medisaf and all of that. Uh, and even now, for example, Zoom is doing so well. Zoom, the um, video conferencing startup based in the US, is doing so well during this period because a lot of people are doing Zoom meetings since they can't uh, you know, move out and tell commit. But then one of the things that you really need to be able to you know, support these things is the internet. Yeah. Right? Broadband, fast internet and all of that. So I think it's just interesting that the, the government, the Nigerian government seems busy during this period. So even with the lockdown and everything, Nigerian government is still releasing a lot of policies and all of that. I know, for example, um, the broadband plan for another broadband plan for the year uh, 2020 2025 has, has been yeah. released was released this week. 
Yeah. Um, the SEC also released regulations about crowdfunding. Yeah. And NIDA also did something. Can you tell us about that, Emmanuel? Okay. Uh, so, uh, national broadband plan, because the previous plan was from 2013 to 2018, so it expired two years ago, and uh, it achieved a number of milestones, but uh, calling it satisfactory might be debatable for some persons, because uh, if you look at the number of uh, that goals they had in 2013, 70% broadband coverage by not just broadband coverage, 3G coverage by 2018, but they were only able to achieve that last year in 2019 where they were able to hit 74%. Then they were supposed to release 4G spectrums to many cities, but uh, just a handful of cities in Nigeria have access to 4G technology and that is with a minimum of just two operators in the city. Then also international landing cables that will boost the speed of this network. Lagos State remains the only coastal town with international landing cable. Then, of course, the big issues like right of way, multiple taxations and levies from different, different, uh, different, different corners. They pay at the federal level. These guys pay at the state level, and they still pay at the local government level, local. and they still pay yeah. at the area boy level too. So all those ones, uh, the, the factors were still there. And despite the fact that the federal government issued a uniformed uh, right-of-way cost of 145 naira per meter, state governments did not agree to it. They said, oh, that one is for the federal government. Local governments still did not agree. And it's just been whole... Uh, in fact, it's been so, very, so very Emmanuel, is it that yeah. is the new... Is the new broadband plan going to review that? Because that's, that has always been a, a major issue because many governments do not have the foresight to see that if you can bring broadband um, internet to my states, yeah, uh, it, will, it will boost up business opportunities and revenue and then you can later tax those businesses. But what they want is they want the money now, right away, mm. now, now. Give us money yeah, to yeah. give. So is this new plan going to address that? Yeah, the plan is everything that was mentioned in the previous plan is still the same thing with different goals. So they plan to actually issue a, a uniform right of way, this thing, uh, right of way cost is being done by the Minister of Communications and Digital Economy. He's meeting with the Nigerian Governors Forum and, of course, the National Economic Council. So they're going to get all of them? So I agree to a fixed fee for all that, internet providers to be able that, to dig cables through their states. That's the plan, but, but that, that, that has always been the plan. Been that, so, exactly, that has always been the plan. That has always been the plan. And, then, and because of that, many of these, it increases the price of, for those of us who may not know, it increases the price of um, uh, uh, internet. internet because data, yeah. when you are running a business for an internet service provider, if it's going to pay so much just to provide cables that will go through your area or your district because he has to pay to yeah. local government, then it's going to push the cost to the customer. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. And apart from that, apart from all these uh, fees and levies they have to pay, the basic infrastructure, security, power is not there. Most of them keep having to run on generators 24-7, then pay for their own security. That was and a most times, <laughs> vendors come and steal the equipment and they have to get new ones. So... All these things are, are still, the factors, the roadblocks, the bottlenecks are still there. So if these things are not in place, then uh, we can only hope for the best uh, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll watch out how the plan goes, whether it will be, I mean, it's, it's very timely that it will be released during this period. 
yeah. when it's most important. Especially because after after lockdown, after the pandemic, mm. there's going to be a shift in how people run businesses and they're going to be needing more of online tools and all of that. Well, let's see how it goes. But how about the crowdfunding thing? Oh, so, yeah. So, SEC, Nigerian SEC, yeah. no more. Crowd, yeah, tell me, what's that about? Yeah, Security and Exchange Commission. So, apparently, crowdfunding has been illegal according to Nigeria's law. Yeah, private... Illegal. Companies, yeah, private companies are not allowed to gather funds from the general public according to the laws wow. of uh, the the company. Oh wow! So so you're saying all the farm crowdy and the tribe agri and all these platforms that allow people to invest in agriculture to crowdfunding are illegal? Um, okay, so there's a technical there's a technicality that there's a technical loophole there. Most of the, some of all these companies are digital companies, so they are not physical. So the law states if you are incorporated in Nigeria. So what these companies do sometimes is they incorporate outside Nigeria. They can incorporate in the US, Silicon Valley, wherever. Oh yeah. And mm. they just operate in Nigeria because they are a digital platform. So, but this new regulation by SEC actually recognizes this digital nature of these platforms and says, oh, whether you are incorporated in Nigeria, whether you are incorporated outside Nigeria and you have business in Nigeria, then this new regulation applies to you. But this new regulation, why it is good is, okay, it allows these private companies uh, to trade or to get, raise funds through crowdfunding legally now. But the minimum requirement is a hundred million naira paid up capital. That is about two hundred fifty-six thousand dollars. Hundred million naira paid up capital. What does that mean? Yeah. So it means you must have raised uh, a sufficient amount of money, like that hundred million that you pay ahead. Uh, like say before you be able to trade as a crowdfunding portal in Nigeria, you must have been registered with the SEC as a dealer or an exchange platform before. So if you are not registered with the uh, SEC as a dealer or an exchange platform, you can't even uh, register a crowdfunding pl- uh, portal. So for most startups, they will not have to go through people that have these uh, licenses, those who have the money to pay the 100 million paid up, uh, those who have the 100 million paid up capital. You will not have to go through them as intermediaries. But for these startups that are going through them, they will not be able to raise more than 100 million. So I don't understand hmm. how. Naira, yeah? yeah, 100 million naira, hmm. yes. So I don't understand how they expect these companies to grow when you want them to have a 100 million paid up capital from uh, shareholders and you don't tell them that you can't raise more than 100 million before if you are trading through an intermediary so for medium startups 100 million and for smaller startups uh, 70 million you can't raise more than 70 million through that intermediary so it's a bit it's a bit tricky for now so it, uh, it appears yeah. that the regulation was was crafted without carrying along um, some yeah. of these startups that you scrap. And yeah. I, I don't know who to blame. Will it be the will it be the sec the SEC or will it be the startups for not engaging them? I, I really don't know. Uh, but that's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. From a discussion I had with one of them, he was claiming that oh, they've been clamoring for regulation, regulate this space so that there will be sanity, so that not just anybody can just bring up and start doing crowdfunding. But all of a sudden, they saw a proposal, and none of most of them, <laughs> a few of them, uh, according to him, were carried along. But for the majority of them, they weren't car- uh, carried along with the whole plan. So it's. It's, uh, it's subject to negotiation. They are going to sit down and negotiate the whole things so that uh, we would to have a better, more 
favorable uh, regulation for these startups and of course mm. we can only hope for the best again okay how about need that the um regulatory body for technology in Nigeria, they, yeah. there's, there's something they did about around the coronavirus or something so yeah so the, the effects of the covid-19 has of course affected a lot of businesses so they set up a committee of seizing the technology experts to like uh, okay. help the startups come up with a framework that will enable the government cushion the effects for startups so during the lockdown committee. yeah so but, like uh, what? yeah like so how is that different from the tech advisory committee that was set up in 2018 there was a, there was an advisory committee in 2018 yes. with a tech arm how is that different from that okay well, so, why doing the new committee why, do, why can they use this? Because that former committee was never really, as far as I would know, yeah. there were never that many meetings or any results from that. So mm. how is this different? Okay, so it appears that uh, that committee, nothing is being said. Even if you do a Google search on that committee, the uh, latest article you will see about that committee will be from 2018 or if give or take 2019. So nothing is being said in that regard. So it appears, uh, I wouldn't want to say it's, uh, a cold and natural death, but that is what it's looking like for now. So I hope someone will breathe the breath of life into that committee. But I think this new committee was made with that in mind that, oh, the previous one was not uh, functioning. But surprisingly enough, the new committee contains like the same, almost the same persons that were in the old one. So we have the old of, one. Yeah. Rose eyes, rose eyes, rose eyes. Maybe just a change of name. Sorry? Maybe it's just a change of name. Just a change of name. Just a change of name and administration. Administration, exactly. But it's still under the same... uh, You just need that. The other one was uh, the vice president and both of them are still... They are still functioning. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on there actually. Okay. What about us? I mean, uh, the, the fact is that... I mean, the government is aware that... With all these regulations we are seeing, the government, although yeah, I know the broadband problem has been in in in, um, in the pipeline for a while, yeah, and maybe the, the sec regulations is well, maybe the last time. But all of this, all of this co- combined with the lockdown and the pandemic, is just reminding us that a lot of things are going to change post pandemic. Yeah. Like after this pandemic, many things are going to change. Many businesses that were not open to working from home, remote work will be open to that. Many things will change. I mean, we, I think we made a list of that. We have a list of those kind of things. I need to read yes. that article. Uh, we have a list which is not exhaustive, but we feel these are major things that are going to change, whether we like it or not, post-COVID-19. Yeah. And one mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. is um, online shopping will become a big deal. Yes, uh, if, if we mm. remember well, e-commerce itself was boosted um, at, um, during the 2003 SARS um, epidemic in China. That was when... Um, yeah, that's how it became a big deal in China. Yes, yeah. yes, and then it spread to the rest of the world. So it's going to mm-hmm. increase after this um, this period because during this period, people are they, they don't go out, they don't want to be exposed. We have been advised to stay indoors, um, to social distance. So it is these platforms that deliver drugs, that deliver food, that deliver anything that you need this time so that you can stay back. Another thing is so, but one online. thing about one okay. thing about hold on, how, one thing about that is that I need to say is um, 
yeah, China, I mean, e-commerce was boosted in China after the whole SARS, SARS epidemic and all of that. But, mm. then, then, but then the middle class in China is very big, even now. So e-commerce mm. is mostly a venture for the well-to-do, the middle mm. class or lower, you know, upper, lower class. Uh, you know. So, I mean, in Africa, I'm not sure, I, don't, I still don't know how that's going to work because people still, you still need money to be able to do e-commerce, right? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, but it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Yeah. Then, of course, don't forget cases of what I ordered versus what I got. It is still very, very common here. <laughs> the trust is, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, and, and I, I'm thinking that when it is largely known, when it is widely known, known rather, many people will want to use it. For instance, now, when you have a family with educated kids and maybe the parents are not really educated or they don't fancy things like this and this period where people have to stay in their homes when they see how it's being used how the like the higher um, the the people that know how to use it people that use the platform when they see them use it i think it's something that will encourage them later because from 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 when a founder mentioned during the webinar that sometimes you just have to to build the the um, the idea, follow it up, build the solution, mm. and then educate people on how to use it. Okay, what you said about you know children helping their parents um, shop via uh, on use e-commerce platforms to shop. It just reminded me like two days ago, my dad was telling me that he attended this club meeting via really? Zoom, and he had to wow. figure it himself himself because there was nobody to show him, and like he was so excited, like ah. <laughs> wow, it was interesting. So, interesting yes. so it, it's just it's like the point I'm trying to make. They will find a way to use it. So another thing that is going to change is employees will, will demand for remote work. Now I think mm. it is quite glaring that many people will now know that they can work without being present at their workplace. Yeah. So after all this yeah. is over, what do you expect? People would <laughs> they will ask for more remote working days. Another thing that and their bosses will understand. Yes, yeah. they would because they remind them of this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so now another thing is online learning becomes commonplace because mm. now schools, even schools that are not private, um, um public yeah. schools, they now have their mm-hmm. teachings via um TV stations. Mm-hmm. That they are Google classroom, Google classroom, and someone was telling me that uh, a sister school did assembly via Zoom. Wow. You know, Zoom has the, the enterprise version. You can host a meeting with up to ten thousand people, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. wow. So, oh guys, this is not a Zoom. Com- Zoom did not sponsor this podcast. Please. <laughs> 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 Yeah, but yeah, she was telling me that her sister attended the assembly via Zoom, and then she knows that other school that they um, taking classes via Google Classroom. So they did stop school. They're taking classes via Google Classroom. Of course, these are these are probably private schools, not necessarily the public schools where they're, they're in Lagos, right? The parents can afford that. Yeah, of, no, one is in Kaduna, mm. Kaduna actually. Wow, interesting. And the uh, was in Lagos. Yeah. What we've mentioned and more, there's a conversation around how the how the world will become an online place. It, it is not just like the world is turning digital now. It is going to be like that. When mm. we talk of telemedicine, diagnosis will be made via on through the internet. People will mm. learn digital skills, whether they like it or not, because they've learned it now. They've learned to adapt to it now. And a lot of things mm-hmm. that will change, and they will all be online, whether we are ready for it or not. So. Wow. Yes, as we've said, COVID-19 is not all bad. 
there are a lot of things that to change and it is yeah, really good. There's some good news yeah. from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even even from outside from the digital mm-hmm. or internet to tech angle, I, I, totally in terms of hygiene, more people are going to be aware of the importance of washing your hands because it has always been an important thing even before yeah. the COVID-19 pandemic, washing your hands regularly uh, and, and things like that. So, and businesses will be more... Um, more attuned to um, business models that are dependent on technology and the cloud. So that if anything like this happens again, and then they start to figure out how much, how, how good it is to even to build your business around technology because of how you can scale and all of that. So it's not all bad news, like you said. Will be digital so anyway, I hope you guys listening at home are all staying safe. If, you are, if your city is on the lockdown, wherever you are around the world, I hope you are keeping to that. If your city is not on the lockdown, I hope you are, um, to the best of your ability, observing social distancing. If you are not feeling well, self-isolating, washing your hands regularly, and doing every, every other thing that we are advised to do. We, we, we trust that you guys are doing that. Um, we are doing our best. Like I said, we are, re- we are recording this remotely in different places. And if you notice any dip in sound quality, please forgive us. But we would like to hear what you think so far. Um talking about how COVID-19 might will change the future of work for good, internet culture for good. What do you guys think about all the six things we said? And Nifemi said, uh, telemedicine, learning, people having to have digital skills, e-commerce and all of that. What do you guys think? What do you think about, if you're in Nigeria, what do you think about the regulations that are coming up now with crowdfunding? Um, broadband. Broadband. Yeah. What do you guys think? And how do you think you can, you can keep your business afloat? We discussed that in our webinar and we also learned that. We'll put all the links in the episode notes. Wherever you're listening, just check out the, uh, the, the description and the notes and then tap and, and get everything. Um, we would love to hear from you what you think. You can email us at podcast at techpoint.africa. You can also mm. tweet at us. Our Twitter mm. handle is techpoint.ng, D-O-T-N-G. Um, and you can also use the hashtag, hashtag, hashtag techpointafricapodcast. Emmanuel, where can you get the podcast from? Oh, you can get it on SoundCloud. You can get it on TuneIn. You can get it on Spotify if you are outside Nigeria. And you can get it on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your podcast. Yeah. So, guys, please stay safe. Nifemi, do you have anything to tell anyone? Yes, we are glad that <laughs> it's not all depressing news today. And that is a sign that this too will pass. So stay safe, take care of yourself. Alright guys, so take care. We'll catch you again next week. Hopefully well we'll still be at home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll catch you next week. Take care. Peace out. Bye bye.